Welcome, everybody, to another Slab Stocks podcast. This time, we are going over Week 12 NFL stats. We're going to be doing it like we do every single week. We're going to be looking at three good players, three bad players, though we might have a twist on that one, and news and notes section for the week, which has a, a kind of a fantasy football spin to it. Um, very excited for this one in a very facetious way uh, because I'm, I'm about to get a bit grumpy. Uh, <laughs> And when we're talking, when we get to the bad section, you'll see why. You'll see why coming up. Yeah. And um, if, you, if you know what team we're a fan of, you might be able to to predict why. Yeah. And before uh, getting into this, really quick, I uh, if you follow us on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook or check out our website every now and then, even though that not much gets updated on there other than the podcast currently, uh, you will notice that we uh, rebranded our logos and we got new designs for different pieces of content that you all will be seeing throughout. Uh, the rest of us doing this for now uh, until we update those. But yeah, really exciting times. Uh, new logos, new feel. Hopefully you guys like it. I know we like it a lot. And uh, just thought I should put that out there before we get going here. Yeah. So hopefully hopefully everyone uh, has seen that by now that's listening to this. I imagine you have. Uh, and give us your feedback. We like it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so I guess we'll get... <coughs> We'll get right into this, huh? And uh, go with news and notes first. Um, news and notes section, not huge this week. Uh, feels like a lot of the weeks have been pretty uh, pretty lame here coming down the stretch, uh, fantasy football-wise. But we've got Derrick Henry with 19 carries for 159 yards and two touchdowns, which is a very good week by him. Um, He's a beast. He's a monster. Yeah. Uh, incredible week. Uh, nice to see people are kind of getting a little down on him lately. So at least around my fantasy football circles, um, Rashad Penny had 14 carries for 129 yards and one touchdown, which I guess is nice for Rashad Penny, but also terrible if you're a fan of Chris Carson or have him on your fantasy teams. So Pete Carroll play Chris Carson. Uh, forget about Rashad Penny. He wasted the first round draft pick on him. Don't use him. Use Chris Carson. Someone's salty over there. That's all I got to say about that. We've got Devin Singletary. All in all, his game wasn't amazing. 21 carries for 106 yards, which is, you know, a fine game. Not usually one I highlight. But he's a rookie. He came back a couple weeks ago, so it's nice to see him playing well. Uh, And then moving on to wide receivers, we've got Chris Godwin. He had seven catches for 184 yards and two touchdowns. Meanwhile, Mike Evans only had four catches for 50 yards. So the Tampa Bay is continuing the trend where only one of Chris Godwin or Mike Evans can play well each week. Um, But Chris Godwin passed the 1,000-yard mark this week, and so did Mike Evans. So teammates with 1,000 yards in week 12 with four games left. Pretty incredible. It's, it's, It's like the weirdest situation having one of those guys on your fantasy team, like I have Mike Evans and it's so annoying. Yeah. It's just, it's just a ticking time bomb. You just got to hope that it uh, blows when you uh, have him in. <laughs> yep. You need him and you, you want Mike Evans to do well in the playoffs. Except that Evan, uh, Aaron's not going to be making the playoffs. Do, do you know why? Did you see what happened two weeks ago? That loss I took to a dude that like has Brian Hill and like a bunch of other Wyoming players on his team just because he goes to school there. I lost because my team put up 65 points. It was the worst thing ever to Sean Watson in three. And hmm. also, I could still make it if uh... – wait, just kidding. Are we already done? Nope, we... this was the last week, yo. 
Are you serious? Yeah. Playoffs yeah. next week. It's because I never adjusted the stupid format for hmm. the playoffs, which is dumb. The best, quote-unquote, best team in the league. But oh, wait, no, 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 I'm going to make it. I'm no. going to make it. No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Seven and four. Uh, one of my friends at seven and four lost this week, and I'm six and five, and he's going to be seven and five, and I'm seven and five. And he has – and I have the tiebreaker because I beat him. Ha. Huh. See you in the playoffs, son. Boo. Boo. Uh, <laughs> moving on, because people probably don't care about our fantasy league. No. Robbie Anderson – Four catches for 86 yards and a touchdown, but that wasn't the thing that I'm highlighting. What I'm highlighting is after the touchdown, he literally climbed into the stands. Like, it wasn't a Lambo Leap thing where he sits on the edge of the wall. He was two feet into the stands celebrating with the people. I was expecting to go in there, like, give one of them a high five, but he's kind of, like, stood there and just, like, just hung out with them for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was super funny. Did he get a flag for that? I'm sure he did. I did not like see a... after the play. I just saw the play. Yeah, delay a game or something. On that. But it, it was it was pretty incredible. Can you get a delay a game if you're uh, out of bounds? I have no idea. <laughs> Asking the wrong dude. And then we had uh, in his own – so that was wide receivers. In his own section is Christian McCaffrey because I don't think you can classify him as a running back or a wide receiver at this point. 22 rushes for 64 yards in the touchdown, nine receptions for 69 yards and a touchdown. Yet again, you know, that's 12. Uh, if you're in a PPR league, that's a 21 plus another 12 is 33 points. Looking at his stat line, you're like, oh, 64 yards and a touchdown from running back, like not a bad week. And then, oh, 69 yards, nine receptions and a touchdown, good week for a wide receiver. Then you put the two together, then you're just like, whoa. Yeah. Dudes, uh, one of a kind, absolutely incredible. So I try to bring him up every week. Um, and then there was only one defensive touchdown this week, and it was from Nadamakan Sue, of all people. Uh, I who, haven't. Go ahead. Uh, who I continually forget is on Tampa Bay. Yeah, I was going to say, first off, I didn't even know what team he was on. Second, I haven't thought of the guy for like multiple years until I went to Nebraska and saw they retired his jersey there. So. I, is he even good anymore? Like he scored a touchdown, which is cool, no. but like no. I don't know anything. That's so weird. Big like faded so fast. Yep, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, but that's what happens in the NFL, right? Yeah, I mean Mike Daniels got released in his age thirty season when he was one of our best players. Yeah, like two years. two straight Pro Bowls or something for him yeah. too. So, um, so that's our news and notes. Uh, one brief. Uh, comment before we get into the good and the bad is that apologies to Lamar Jackson. He would, of course, be in the probably good section this week, but he plays tonight and we're recording this on a Monday at noon. So Lamar Jackson will not be on this list. Otherwise, you know full well he'd probably be on this list. Lamar Jackson is incredible. I'm looking forward to watching that game tonight, uh, getting to see him play. Um, Let's just yep. say he's a TBD most likely on the list after tonight. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. So he'd be there, but he's not today. It gives other guys a chance to make the list. So Two two guys that were on the bad list a lot to start the year. Actually, three guys that have graced the bad list multiple times. Yeah. A weird week. A weird week for quarterbacks. So with uh, Lamar Jackson's omission because of uh, date of recording this, 
we will get into our good section of the week. And number one, and I put this on here because there's some Jets fans that were grumpy with the <laughs> amount of harassment I've given this guy. But I put Sam Darnold at number one. He had a pretty good week. Went 20 for 29 for 315 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 127.8 passer rating. Um, I've been very negative on Sam Darnold for a while here. Uh, and now he's won like three games in a row, uh, which coincides with my being super negative about him. <laughs> so, you know, I'm still not like ready to be like, oh, Sam Darnold's good. Right. But I was uh, – Show some improvement. When we were, uh, before the game on uh, sun, whatever it is, Football Night in America before the Sunday night game – I think it's Mike Tirico that was saying that their schedule is easy enough to go nine and seven and maybe make a wild card. Wouldn't that just be crazy if they went nine and seven somehow snuck into a wild card after like the middle of the season when everyone was just trashing on them as like the worst team in the NFL, this and that. Well, when you lose to the Dolphins. Right. right? Uh, no, I, I agree. It's warranted. I'm just saying it would be pretty, pretty weird. It would be weird. But they've stepped up. They're beating teams they should be beaten. So yeah, and to talk about his uh his prices here for his prison based rookie PSA ten. So due to us recording this on Monday right after the game, doesn't give a whole lot of time for some movement and some prices. So just know that uh, there is not much movement here because of that. So November twenty second, one went for forty one dollars. That was with shipping. With shipping, November twenty fourth after the game. Last night, one went for 43. However, look over these next two days because maybe people are getting excited after three straight wins and, you know, some touchdowns and such stuff like that. And maybe they're going to start to touch over 55, maybe into the $60 range if Jets fans are starting to get very optimistic again. Yeah. You know, you give it to Jets fans. They will get optimistic very quickly. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, the, the, the difference in price there was really $1. One guy on November 22nd, the, the – Shipping was three dollars on November twenty fourth. The shipping was four dollars. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's our number one, Sam Darnold. I'm not ready to eat crow. I still don't think he's very good, but he's doing better. Hey, at least that this is you. I I've never went out and said I hate him. I mean, I've said that he's been playing. I didn't bad. say I hate him. <laughs> I, I just said I don't think he's good. <laughs> well, some people probably think that you said you hate him. <laughs> hate him. Uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo, number two, he went 14 for 20 for 253 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 145.8 passer rating. I'm sure if all he did was throw to Kevin King all night, he would have a 158.3 pass rating because that guy can cover no one. Can't cover Emmanuel Sanders. Can't cover uh, Kittle. Couldn't cover my mom probably running down the field. <laughs> Dude, so, Ke Kevin King is the worst the worst corner I've watched in recent years. And yeah. also we'll, we'll get we'll get to it later. We'll one, to really it. really quick, George Kittle was playing on like a half broken ankle, so that just shows how bad he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk more about that later. Yes, we will. So Jimmy G, good game. Pretty bad defense. Um there isn't really much to say. No real price movement or anything, but he is our number two. Uh, he just keeps winning, despite me really doubting Jimmy G as being a very good quarterback at all. He keeps winning. Uh, so there's that. They do have a great rushing game, which really helps him out. 
Um, and an amazing defense. And yeah, an incredible, incredible, incredible defense. Like I knew that they were good, <laughs> but like after watching last, we'll, we'll get night, to that later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then number three, Baker Mayfield. He went twenty-four for thirty-four for three hundred twenty-seven yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and a one eighteen point one passer rating. A good game from him. Slight caveat is that they played the Dolphins. So take what you will from this game. It's nice to see him doing well against teams he should do well against. Um, now you would like to see him doing well against teams that are good. Yep, that would be nice. I'd like um, that. There was no movement really in prices be, from before the game to after, but I did have, find something interesting. Uh, after the game yesterday, a green Pulsar Auto PSA 10 sold for $390. In August, non uh, the, the very first sale I could find, uh, on eBay because they do a three-month thing, right? Mm-hmm. August 27th, a non-graded green pulser went for 660 Yeah. The, his his market's moved a lot, and I think that people could have gotten some good deals a couple weeks ago, but it's all just going to hinge on how he plays against the good teams because I doubt that people are going to be like, let's pay $500 for a green pulser PSA 10 auto after he beat the Dolphins, you know? Yeah. But but I was just pointed out because it's it's – unbelievable how much his market dropped yeah it, 60 it, for non-graded three months later uh, there's also something to point out here is that that was pretty early in the redemptions of panini being filled um because these were uh-huh. issued in the packs so there's a chance i'd have to look at some more concrete databases back then but there's a chance that that was one of the first few sales of the green pulser auto so somebody can't, freaked out can't can't say for sure though because i know that there were prism autographs available at the national Baker Mayfield in hand, not all of them, some of them. So we're, we're within like 20 days of them being filled there. Okay. But either way, I mean, still big drop. You'd think that's probably a thousand dollar PSA 10 at the time. Yep. All right. So uh, that's our good section. Sam Darnold, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, multiple guys that have made multiple bad lists this year. And yeah, here they are. Making the good list, week 12, the NFL season. Um, moving on to bad. We usually do three bad. But instead, we're only going to do one today because I'm very grumpy. And watching the Packers was very miserable last night. And so I have Aaron Rodgers down here. And we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about the Packers as a whole because it was terrible one of the worst games i've ever seen getting beat 37 to 8 is embarrassing on national tv and they clearly have something wrong with going to uh california because we got destroyed by the chargers and we got destroyed by the 49ers when we flew out there i I, after the chargers game i was like definitely gonna be the worst game of the year i was wrong yeah you were wrong Mm -hmm. we managed to beat ourselves in worst game category, despite the fact that that Chargers game was so bad uh, that Rodgers Rogers only had like 161 yards. Yeah. And, yeah, he somehow managed to top that throughout an entire four-quarter game. Yeah. It was his lowest, lowest yards per attempt ever in a start. It's like three yards per attempt. No, How? We'll, 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 yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers – for those of you that did not watch the game last night, went 20 for 33, 
for 104 yards, only a 60.6 completion percentage, 3.2 yards per pass. 3.2 yards per pass, which is absolutely trash. One touchdown on a shovel pass to Devontae Adams. Zero interceptions, though he could have had one uh, off of a ball off of Geronimo Allison's hands. 15-yard pass was his longest pass of the night. Got sacked five times, including one on fourth and eight, and as, which I called, by the way. Sam can confirm this. I called that sack. I looked, and they zoomed into his eyes, and I said, that is the look of a man that's about to get sacked. And then, sure enough, he got swarmed. And then a 75.8 passer rating, which is actually way better than I thought it would be. Yeah, how is it that, like but – But he had a 20.5 QBR. Yeah, that makes more sense. And which is not his uh, 25.5 QBR is not his uh, low on the season. That was the Chargers. He had a 12.7 then. Wow. Yeah. Um, in the last three games, Rodgers has combined for 200, 300, 400, 498 yards in three games. That's terrible. He put up like a 400 plus yard game earlier. He, against the Raiders, he put up 429. What the heck? Yeah, so it's 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 one of those things. I want to get talking about the Packers here real quick. Number one, you know I've said this all year. I didn't think the Packers are very good. I also don't think the Vikings are very good, but that's for another time. I also didn't think the 49ers were very good. So watching the 49ers, who I didn't think were very good, playing the Packers, who I didn't think were very good, and then blowing them out was a real shot in the gut. Because I thought it would be close because I thought they were both overrated. Yep. But clearly the 49ers are pretty stinking good. Uh, Nick Bo- uh, Nick, Nick. <clears throat> Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and uh, – uh, why can't I think Buckner. of Buckner. DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner. They're so good. They're yeah. so good. That offensive li- That defensive line was unbelievable. Rush and pass, too. Both. Yeah. They swarmed Aaron Rodgers all night. Uh, Brian Bulaga cannot stay healthy. No. Brian Bulaga is never healthy. Alex Light, poor guy, had to go in against Nick Bosa right He's away. Correct. Um, Eric Armstead was usually lined up against our, our uh, right guard. So it wasn't like Light was going to get any help. He was always on an island. It just it was not a winning situation for him. It's unfortunate for him to have to go against Nick Bosa, one of the best young pass rushers in the entire league. So that was tough. Rodgers holding on to the ball, that was tough. You know, maybe it's because guys weren't getting open, but then uh, the Packers deserve the, – the GM and stuff deserve some of the blame for going into the season with Geronimo Allison as their second-best wide receiver. Yeah, man, Al- Allison stinks. Allison, you cannot trust him to catch the ball. Allison can't do anything. He can, he's not fast. He's not good at running routes. He doesn't catch the ball. He fumbles a lot. He also fumbled two years ago against the Panthers in that game. I'm still salty about that. That's a long memory there. <laughs> uh, but Jerron Allison misses a catch on the second drive of the game um, on what would have been a third, da- or third down completion. Uh, first drive of the game, obviously. Devontae Adams catches the first down. We're moving the ball a little bit, 
and then he gets a 15-yard penalty for bumping a dude. That was the softest call I've ever seen also. That was the that softest was so, call. So but it's also a pointless move on his part. Yeah. He caught a first down. He's caught millions of first downs. He doesn't need to go bump the dude. I, 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 I get it. Stupid play. Yeah. Stupid play that set us back 15 yards, and then Rodgers, of course, gets sacked, fumbles the ball. Nick Bosa scoops it up and gets down to, like, the three-yard line, and then they run it in one play. So all, suddenly we're down seven, and then the next drive, Geronimo Allison can't catch the ball, and we're punting away again. Yeah. Uh, so Geronimo Allison is trash. J.K. Scott's trash. J.K. Scott is trash. I'm glad people are finally realizing that. Well, he was bad last year, too, and then he had, like, two good weeks this year. Yeah, and people are like, oh, J.K. Scott's good. And I said, no, J.K. Scott's bad. And sure enough, J.K. Scott, not great. Uh, but when you run your offense out there and your best players are Aaron Rodgers, who's 36, doesn't have the arm talent, doesn't have the speed anymore that he used to, and he refuses to change his game. And your best wide receiver is Devontae Adams, who is very good by all means and was open down the field multiple times, and Rodgers just overthrew him. Rodgers was throwing, like, bullets on those. I don't know why. Could, could not complete a long pass. was terrible. The one long pass he almost completed uh, down the right side of the field was to Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham came up with an amazing catch, had both his giant arms locked around the ball, and then when he's fallen to the ground, he let a much smaller man punch the ball out. Yeah, I don't know how he dropped that. And I know that they said on TV, like, oh, it should have been a catch. But I don't really care, honestly. He should have caught it in the first place. Like, he should have held on to it. Jimmy Graham, it went from, like, being like, oh, holy smokes, how did Jimmy Graham catch that ball to all of a sudden being, yep, there's Jimmy Graham. <laughs> and that gets me to my second point on the offense. We've got one good wide receiver. We went into the year with Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantling as uh, – second and third wide receivers and they're both unproven and now Alan Lazard is arguably our second best wide receiver and that took Aaron Rodgers begging the coaching staff to put him in uh and we also went into the year with no tight ends we're wasting 10 million dollars on Jimmy Graham and the only memorable thing I remember him doing yesterday was almost catching a football the only memorable thing that I remembered Mercedes Lewis doing yesterday was drawing a face mask penalty well, Mercedes Lewis isn't there to catch footballs. Right. He, he blocks. He's a good blocker. There to block. Yeah. He does his job just fine. Yeah. Jimmy Graham, on the other hand, does not do his job at all, but gets paid $10 million to do it. So that's nice. Uh, For him. We went in the year, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Devontae Adams. The problem that we ran into yesterday was that the 49ers, A, have an amazing uh, defensive front. Number two, they are – Number one in defense against pass-catching running backs and tight ends entering the game. 14th against number one wide receivers, 13th against number two wide receivers, and 12th against slot receivers. So they have a good defense. They're also ranked number one in defending short passes. So the Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams weren't going to be very useful yesterday, considering that that's you know, what most of our game was directed around were screens and short passes and they're getting blown up, blown yeah. up all over the place. Our game plan was bad. And when we did try to throw it deep, Rodgers just missed the throws. So uh, it was a whole system effort to be terrible. Between Bulaga getting injured and not being able to give Rodgers any time to 
putting in a ton of short passes, which did not work. Uh, a run on fourth down against a great defensive front seven. Yeah, that was so stupid. Did not work. So dumb. Um, and then our deep passes, which Rodgers could not complete if his life depended on him. Um, so that was – I was very grumpy about that. Uh, Terrible-looking team. Uh, our Four of our five most valuable plays yesterday on offense, get this, were penalties on the defense. <laughs> you know, my roommate said to me, he's like, literally the only hope I have for a first down is a flag at this point. Yeah. Which our, now makes sense. We had – our, our our like best one was a run for eight yards and an unnecessary run for 15 yards. And then we had a short right pass to Jamal Williams for 15 yards, and that was our second best play. And then the le- next three are penalties. It's It was unbelievably bad. Um, now the 49ers have a great defense. The Packers have bad offensive weapons, and the good offensive weapons they had uh, were taken out of the game because their uh, defense is really good against running backs. Number two, Aaron Rodgers did not complete a pass, or number three, number four, I don't know what point I'm at right now. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers did not complete a pass over 10 yards yesterday. Not a single one. In the air, no pass was completed for over 10 yards in the air. That's the – like, thinking about Aaron Rodgers, that may – like, it makes no sense. Yeah. But I watched the game, and it makes sense now. You think about it. Dude runs down, first and ten. Dude runs down and out at the first down line. That's ten yard pass. We complete those all the time. Yeah. None of those were completed yesterday. Nothing fifteen yards down the field. Nothing twenty yards down the field. Aaron Rodgers' average depth of target on completions last night. Would you like to take a guess at what that was at? Oh, it's so gonna... so like yeah. average. Yeah, you I understand. Five. Negative point one. What? Negative point one yards. Oh my gosh. Um. So all in all, just terrible. And then the, the icing on the cake. Aaron Rodgers QBR under Mike McCarthy in 2018. Would you like to take a guess? Uh, 55. 58. Aaron Rodgers QBR through 12 weeks under Matt Lafleur. In I, was 2019. Ho- I was hoping for like a 68 or something, but probably like less than that. <laughs> a 53.5. Uh, he is worse. Now he's a year older. And so is all of his players like Jimmy Graham, who's completely useless, was useless last year, is useless this year. Uh, but he is 53.5 compared to 58 last year. The sad thing is, is that we're winning games only because the running backs dominate a couple of them, and then the defense had like a, one or two good games. Rodgers had like one good game the whole year. The sad thing is we're winning games because the teams we're playing are trash. True. The big game against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are trash. They're 6-5 and five now. Mm-hmm. Might make the playoffs. Jason Garrett's probably going to get fired. Won a game against the Lions when the Lions look good. Now the Lions are like 3-6-1. and one. Trash. Mm-hmm. Won the first game against the Bears by like a field goal. Trash. We're like, oh, the Bears are a good team. This is amazing. Bears are trash. Bears are terrible. Mitch Trubisky is the worst. Luckily, we had a good first half against the Vikings. Otherwise, we would have lost that game, too. Yeah. Could have lost that game against the Vikings. Won them. That's like our only good team we beat. Um, uh, who else did we beat in here? Why can't I, why can't I remember? Beat the Broncos. Uh, we beat the Broncos. Joe Flacco was their quarterback. Trash. 
we beat we lost the Eagles who aren't good we lost to the Chargers who aren't good we beat the Panthers by eight at home not a terrible game maybe that's our second best victory of the year but again you know it's the Panthers they're all right uh and we could have easily – we were one yard away from having that game tied up. Beat the Vikings, beat the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes, beat the Raiders. Raiders are a bad team. I mean, all of our games, we've beaten – we've beaten – Bears are bad, Broncos are bad, Lions are bad, Cowboys are bad, Raiders are bad. Chiefs had no Patrick Mahomes. Six of our wins are against bad teams slash – their starting quarterback wasn't there. And I guess the Chiefs weren't terrible without Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they almost beat us anyways. Uh, good good wins, Vikings and Panthers. Vikings really, Panthers maybe. We beat the Vikings by five. We beat the Panthers by eight. So one touchdown score each way. It's, um, it's just I think we were overrated all year. We're finally playing some decent teams, and we're acting like it. Now, we're probably still a 10-win team because we play the Giants and the, Pack and the Redskins the next two weeks. We'll probably do well, and then people are like, oh, the Packers have figured it out. <laughs> Packers have not figured it out. Uh, we have no offensive depth. We have no line depth. Aaron Rodgers is older. He doesn't have the same talents he used to have. That's fine. That's what happens when you age. It's whatever. Now, I've covered the offense a lot. Let's take a brief moment to cover the defense, and specifically – Kevin King, because that dude, number one, how bad does Josh Jackson have to be? How bad is Josh Jackson (laughs) to the point where he can't make it on the field when Kevin King week in and week out gets burned every week, every single week you watch the game and you're like, Oh, there's a catch. Who's covering him? Oh, Kevin King. Oh, there's another catch. Who's covering? Oh, Kevin King. Who's who's behind him? Yeah. Well, you know, the closest guy is always Kevin King. You know who you never see? Or a tight end across the middle because for some reason we like to leave tight ends open across the middle constantly. Mm-hmm. But you know who you never see uh, getting, getting catches on them? No, nah, Tremont Williams gave up a touchdown yesterday <laughs> on a crossing I just, route. I was just guessing. But I, I, I was wrong on Tremont Williams. I really bashed him after the first game, and he's been decent, all things considered. You never see Jer Alexander. He never pops up, so nobody throws his way because he's always covering the guys. Uh, so Kevin King is trash. Uh, on he had a fifth, a hands to the face penalty that wasn't a hands to the face penalty. So even when he's doing things correctly, he still can't have things go his way. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. That was a very uh, call. That huge fifty-yard touchdown to George Kittle. Oh, he was so burnt. Uh, Kevin King started running to the opposite corner of the end zone. Well. Kittle had the ball and was running toward the other end of the end zone. It, it was like a good four steps before he even switched his hips. Yeah, before he realized that he was not going the right way. Like, how bad do you have to be? Now, I've never played cornerback in the NFL. I know I wouldn't be good. I'd be much worse than Kevin King. But I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to play this position, and it is bad. Absolutely bad. Dude is terrible. Every time Emmanuel Sanders caught a pass, you'd be like, oh, who's on him? Kevin King. Uh, and now, and now, 
at least before it was like, well, we can play Kevin King because he gets interceptions, right? Interceptions in the end zone a number of times this year. And now he hasn't got an interception in weeks. So if he's not getting interceptions and he's giving up a ton of passes, he becomes very useless very quickly. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, so Kevin King is terrible. Uh, our coverage on tight ends is absolutely terrible. I don't really think it's Blake Martinez's fault. We all knew that Blake Martinez was a good uh, run-stopping linebacker that wasn't great at pass coverage and stills the case. I don't know if he's covering. I don't know if it's his own. Uh, I'm not good at reading defenses. But I don't understand why the tight ends are always open. Every tight end we ever play is always open. Mm-hmm. Not a guy around him. Makes no sense. Mike Patine, you know, four weeks into the year, we're like, oh, the Packers defense is really good. Now you look back and we played the Packers, the Bears, who are trash. The Vikings, who Kirk Cousins was trash at the time. The Broncos, who were bad. Those were our first three games of the year when people were like, oh, this defense is really good. Now you look back and you're like, oh, they're actually really bad. And the Bears' offense is even worse. Yeah. And now Mike Patine is probably going to get fired. I imagine he'll get fired. Hopefully we'll bring somebody in there that can be like, yeah, Kevin King should sit down. And also, I just really got to know what's up with Josh Jackson. How is that guy not good enough to play? He was so good in college. I'd watch him a lot because he's in the Big Ten. Yeah, because he played at Iowa. Yeah, and now he he like hasn't he hasn't got a snap in like probably like seven weeks. Not defensive, but that brings me to my next point. He has got snaps on special teams, and I have never seen a worse punt coverage team unit in my entire life. <laughs> Every time the Packers get the ball punted to them, we're fair catching it. Every single time. When's yeah. the last time you've seen a Packers punt that wasn't pinned back and like punted from the 50 and pinned into like the 10 yard line that was fair caught? When's the last time you've seen a Packers punt from like the 30 yard line where the guy didn't get some return yards because our, our gunners are trash. Also, and Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson is one of them. And our guys are never there ever. Dudes are always getting return yards on us. Maybe it's not a lot. Maybe it's only like four or five, but they're getting the ball and moving. Every time we get the ball, there's a guy in our face as we're catching it. Also, on the flip side, how bad is that returner? Not saying the coverage is good. Just saying that dude like runs sideways and doesn't do anything. Well, like, yeah, fast. not great. Maybe we shouldn't have traded Trevor Davis. Who yeah, knows? that's what I was thinking. Um, but it's it's unbelievable. I've never seen a team that's worse at uh, punt coverage than the Packers. They cannot get down the field and stop and get a guy to do a fair catch. Um, and so our, and some of that probably is why J.K. Scott is now, like, not as favorable because uh, his guys aren't covering for him. But also J.K. Scott had a couple punts yesterday that went, like, 30-some yards. <laughs> yeah. Like, absolutely terrible punts. And there's no excuse. He wasn't playing in bad weather. He wasn't playing in the cold. He's playing in San Francisco. Just trash. Um, so all in all, special teams is terrible. A couple spots on defense were really bad. I mean, our defensive line, we're not great at run stopping, but we're good at pressuring the quarterback. But we can't cover tight ends. 
we can't cover wide receiver number twos or wide receiver number ones if they line up on Kevin King's side of the field. It's pretty miserable. But that's uh that's about all I got on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers was was going back to Aaron Rodgers briefly here. Uh, a lot of people the the Packers find themselves in a tough spot. Matt Lafleur specifically. Matt Lafleur is not blameless here. He had a bad game plan. It did not work. He said we're sticking with the game plan in the second half. It did not work in the second half either. Uh, but he's in a tough spot where. Rodgers has not been playing well. Uh, I was looking through Twitter, and apparently a lot of guys that, you know, do a lot of the all-22 stuff where they watch the entire game with different camera angles and stuff were saying that Rodgers was missing multiple wide-open guys. Um, just guys wide open, and he holds onto the ball, misses it, and then uh, takes a sack, third down, third and eight, just gets swarmed, misses the open guys and stuff. And so Matt LaFleur is not to blame because Packer fans love Aaron Rodgers. They'll probably never give him credit for his bad play. They'll just say, oh, it's the, you know, it's our wide receivers or, oh, it's our offensive line, which it's, to some extent is both of those things, or, oh, it's our coaching. But Rodgers was bad, and Matt LaFleur is in a tough spot because we can't bench him, and you can't really yell at him because Rodgers doesn't seem like the guy, type of guy that's going to listen. I've never seen him – you were saying this before the podcast. I've never seen him pump up the – you know, his wide receivers or scream at him on the sideline or anything like that. He just usually, like, stares daggers or looks dead inside. It's always how he looks. He just looks dead. He looks like there's no life inside of that man. Yeah. So, I don't – I don't know what to make of that. Lafleur had a bad game plan, but also he's got a tough situation. It's frustrating. Rodgers was really bad. Mm-hmm. Offense was bad. Defense was bad. Offensive line was bad. Defensive line got gashed multiple times for runs. Special teams was bad. And that's how you lose 38-7-8. And for those that are still listening to this point, which is probably five of you. <laughs> yeah. That was a 30- or 20-minute fantasy football card podcast that got turned into another 30-minute segment on Packers hate. My bad. I'm very grumpy. It's terrible. Oh, no, not your fault. You got to blow off some steam somehow. Yeah. Maybe people are Vikings fans and they enjoy listening to it right now. Yeah, or a Bears fan. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they have to enjoy whatever they can. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that is the uh, end of our bad section. <laughs> um, went a little long. Just but uh, we'll get into uh, – we'll end this podcast here. We're good and the bad and the news and notes. We'll end this podcast with our look ahead at week 13 and our game of the week. Yeah, what do you got? My game of the week is Patriots-Texas. That's a, that's a nice game. I probably would have picked the same. Sunday night. There's also Vikings-Seahawks on Monday night that looks real good. Yeah, looking at these games here. And there's a Ravens-49ers that's looking real good. I'm going to go with the Ravens 49ers just because I don't want to bring up the Vikings in a a positive section. So, Ravens Vikings – I sorry, Ravens 49ers for me at noon on Sunday. Yeah. That 49ers defense looks good, so it'll be interesting to see what they can do against Lamar. And equally as interesting to see if Lamar can pick them apart. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be very interested. I hope so. I'm a big fan of Lamar. And as for the Patriots-Texans – 
Texans need a big bounce back. Patriots didn't look great in the weather against Dallas. Uh, they barely won Dallas. It's not a good team. Um, so it'll be interesting, kind of two bounce back weeks for both of them. Yep. So and, I, know uh, the Tex- I know the Texans played the Colts this week and won, but you know, Colts didn't have Marlon, Marlon Mack, and I don't know how good of a team they are. Right. But they did just get destroyed by the Ravens, which is really their last really good team. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking forward to the rest of the week, like we always do. So Wednesday, I will be home for Thanksgiving, uh, actually. So Nate and I will be able to record a podcast in the same room again. So we will be doing a basketball podcast because we have been hearing people wanting more basketball. And basketball is super crazy right now. If you have followed the Instagram at all in the last couple of weeks, I'd say 95% of, well, 90% of what I'm posting midday is on basketball um, because the market is crazy. And we will need to talk about that at length on Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. Uh, we will have lots of information there. Lots of guys are going up. Um, probably some guys are going down. And maybe some uh, like quarter way through the season picks for, for improved player and MVP and stuff from what we're seeing. All right. Well, with that, we are done with our week 13. Nope, week 12 uh, NFL podcast. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all enjoyed our misery. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we will be back again next probably Tuesday. Maybe we'll try to get an actual Monday night game in to this podcast uh, next week, especially because of Seahawks-Vikings, which is a big game. And uh, we'll uh, talk to you again then.